to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. And during this series, Pastor DeMichael is teaching a lesson entitled Mormon Doctrines in Light of the Bible. Come find out what the Bible has to say on this issue. And please be sure to stay tuned after the broadcast as we will have a special offer for a free book on this very subject. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. Take your Bibles and turn to Revelation chapter 22. We're going to look at the Mormon teaching of baptism for the dead. The Mormon teaching of baptism for the dead. And our study is going to be more of a case of what the text does not teach. More of a case of what the text does not teach. Uh, reality is it takes a, a Bible study of a couple hours to really nail down what the text is teaching. And let me just give it to you in a nutshell. You've got you've to grasp the context of Romans chapter 6 and our death, burial, and resurrection with Jesus Christ. You've got to teach that chapter. You've got to make a connection to Galatians 2.20 where Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and so forth and so on. And then you can begin to put this together, and then you, you look at the whole chapter of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and only then can you understand completely the context of the one phrase in verse 29 that was extracted by Joseph Smith to teach something that is totally out of context with the entire Bible. So we're not going to be able to, in a, in a, less, in a, in a time slot that we have this morning, uh, be able to nail this thing down completely. We've done it before as we've taught Romans 6. We've been able to do that. But uh, for the purpose of our lesson, we're going to make sure we understand before we're done what the text does not teach. And it does not teach what Joseph Smith said it taught. And uh, that's not unusual for cults to rest an obscure passage of Scripture so badly out of context and torture it theologically so poorly that you can just teach something totally contrary to the entire tenor of Scripture. And that's exactly what's been done in order to come up with this Mormon teaching of baptism for the dead. That's as kindly as I can put it. I mean, that is as kindly as I can put it. Uh, interestingly enough, there's a couple of other texts that are uh, real common ones for this kind of thing when it comes to various cults and isms. Acts 2.38 is one. Folks, there's a lot of people that are going to go to hell in the wake of Acts 2.38 and a misunderstanding of it. Another one is uh, Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. There's a lot of denominations within Christendom that would say we're the right group because of and then they twist Matthew 16, 18 out of context. And uh, so it's not an unusual practice to take an obscure portion of Scripture in order to try to prove something that the Bible does not teach. All right, baptism for the dead. My wife and I, a number of years ago, were visiting Salt Lake City for the first time. And we spent a couple of hours in an elaborate library for genealogical research that the Mormon Church sponsors. I'm made to understand it's the largest of its kind anywhere in the world. And uh, at the time, we sat there and observed people uh, flipping through microfilm to search down names 
of people in various genealogies so that either they or someone else could be baptized by proxy for these people that had already died. And uh, one might ask, why go through such expense and trouble just to learn about someone's family tree? Well, the answer lies in this Mormon teaching of baptism for the dead. Uh, the bottom line is its attendant after death second chance salvation is by proxy. And there's two nevers that baptism for the dead has already violated before we go any further. The first never is a second chance after death. Biblically speaking, you'll search in vain from Genesis to Revelation to find one example of anything that even closely resembles a second chance after death. The second thing is any salvation by proxy. That's another never. There's no salvation by proxy, folks. We make our own decision before we leave this life. Once we die, it's over with. Nothing else can be done about it, and no one else can do anything for us. And that's why I told you to turn to Revelation chapter 22, because we're going to look at this. The Bible says in Hebrews 9, as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Revelation 22, Revelation 22, verse 11. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. God's wrapping things up. Judgment is over with. It's done, folks. Where the tree falleth, there shall it lie. Jesus said in John 8, I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. And when somebody dies in their sins, he that is filthy, let him be filthy still. That's what God's saying here. He is warning that there is no second chance. So, first Bible principle, one life, death, and judgment. Second Bible principle, the spiritual condition that a soul dies in is a condition that that soul remains in for eternity. Number three, and we already touched on this, the living cannot affect the state of the dead by proxy, neither can the dead affect the state of the living. Take your Bibles and turn to Psalm 49. Psalm 49. The rich man in Luke chapter 16 said, Abraham, please send somebody. Send somebody to talk to my brethren. The living cannot affect the state of the dead. The dead, in the case of the rich man in hell in Luke 16, cannot affect the state of the living. Did Abraham grant his request? Absolutely not. Okay. All right, look at uh, Psalm 49, verse 7. Psalm 49, verse 7. None of them can by any means redeem his brother nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their soul is precious, and it ceaseth forever. The only thing done by proxy to save your soul and mine was done by Jesus Christ. His vicarious, substitutionary death is the only thing by proxy that affects salvation for you and I. And that's because he's the Son of God, the sinless Lamb of God. And we could go on and on and on, but we're just making a case, biblically speaking. First of all, two nevers. 
Two nevers. First never is second chance salvation. The second never is proxy. Four Bible principles. Four Bible principles. One life, death, and judgment. The second principle, the way a soul dies, its condition remains for eternity. Third Bible principle, the living cannot affect the state of the dead by proxy or vice versa. Neither can the dead affect the state of the living, as in the case of Luke chapter 16. The last one is one that I think would really surprise the well-taught Mormon more than anything. Turn to 1 Timothy chapter 1. And the last, the fourth Bible principle that we want to focus on, and again, we're just looking at a strong sampling. We're not by any means exhausting all the Bible principles that the idea of baptism for the dead by proxy violates, but we are going to look at four major ones. And if you look at 1 Timothy chapter 1, this fourth principle is that genealogical research outside of the Bible itself for spiritual purposes is not a desirable thing for the Christian. It is not a desirable thing for the Christian. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 4. Neither give heed to fables and endless what? Genealogies, which minister what? Questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith, so do. Look at it again. Neither give heed. Don't pay any attention to it. Don't pay any attention to it. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies. And boy, it is endless. And, it, and it's saddened our hearts to watch these people pouring over this microfilm in an attempt to help someone else and thinking they were doing something for someone else's salvation. Folks, this runs a close parallel to the Roman Catholic teaching of praying for the dead and getting them out of purgatory. In fact, we've already seen a number of parallels between Mormonism and Catholicism, and uh, we'll see more. But this one runs a close parallel, either praying, getting, earning indulgences for them, or praying to saints who are already dead in behalf of those that have gone on and are in purgatory, so-called, and so forth. There's just a lot of parallels here. But again, uh, it's a whole idea that this work can do any good for those that have already died. We would like to thank you for listening to Treasures of Truth. And we would also like to offer a free book about the content you just heard on Mormon doctrines in light of the Bible. To receive this free book, please contact the office at Treasure Valley Baptist Church. You can give them a call at 208-888-4545. That's 208-4545. The offices are open Tuesday through Friday. To hear more great messages by Pastor DeMichael, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also follow us on Facebook. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services. Our Sunday school begins at 9.30 with the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45. We also have great kids programs on Wednesday nights. At 7 o'clock, we've got the Master's Club, which runs during the school year. And at the same time, we have a Bible study for the adults in the main auditorium with specialized classes and programs for all ages, as well as wonderful nurseries for the youngsters, Treasure Valley Baptist Church has a place for everyone. And don't forget about our vibrant programs for the teens and our college and career group. 
We hope to see you soon.